Boys. Yes. Yes. A hundred episodes. The century mark. Dang. When we started this out, we were going to have some fun. We were going to talk to some sure. authors we respect, hang out together, drink a little bit. A little uh, bit. Drink. Hmm. Succeed our expectations. What do you guys think? Yeah. Who knew that this was going to last this long and we're growing exponentially on all the views throughout the podcast verse. So, you know. I go back sometimes and I look at like our, our first couple interviews and uh, yeah, we have, we've grown tremendously <laughs> in, in style and, uh, and, and hey, uh, I, I've remained sober for, I think everyone <laughs> most green. What? Come on. Yeah. We'll have to that's a great episode real on that one <laughs> no i i you know i i know when we started this thing we had we didn't even know how to get a video on the internet so um to, to, to say that we're at this stage now is kind of goes against what i even believed and what we could accomplish so um but yeah i mean in the industry is is really latched on to what we've done and i think we've actually seeded a lot of other uh podcasts and episodes that have kind of followed on after the fact so the idea uh was solid i'm proud of what we've done but i'll tell you i'm really thrilled with the friendships we've made the great yeah. people we've met the new authors we've been exposed to that i don't think any of us ever would have picked up if we hadn't you know started the show yeah that's right and uh and honestly uh i didn't expect to have two of my best friends ever because of a podcast yeah, right exactly. i know isn't that ridiculous i know i was i was talking to uh shauna recently uh there was a study that said you know most men or most pe people in general don't make friends you know 40 50 plus yeah but here i've made two best friends yeah for sure salute salute well if uh if Mary leaves me and I have to get remarried, you guys are in the in the wedding party. So yeah. Oh, yeah. we get to pick out who too. <laughs> Hopefully it'll just be a renewal of vows. <laughs> yes. but, but to that point of uh of some of the you know friendships we've created and um people we've met, um none of those things happen without putting the show together and and promoting authors and talking to them and reading their books. Um, getting some really good insight into the industry and into the writing process in general. Right. It's been and, an awesome trip. Awesome. And whoever has tried this avenue and tried this medium will tell you that this is a lot of hard work and a lot of financial investment and a ton of time. So uh, the fact that we've put such hard work into it, we've kind of seen the fruits of our labors uh, this past, uh, especially this past six months or so. Yeah, And we don't see any slowing down. So that's great for the industry. That's super for us in terms of kind of a little bit of reward for all the hard work and effort that we put in and the ability to stay together. Like you look at bands, they don't usually hang out for <laughs> more than six months. So mm -hmm. the fact that we can all work together so well and put such a great product out there, um, we're lucky. I'm really glad we didn't let Yoko co-host. I, I just, I think that would have, it would have ended badly. That was on our table for next meeting. Kibosh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, guys, I, I, you know, to the, here's to a bunch more great thrillers, bunch more great mysteries, horror, and, and storytellers of all kind. Yep. Right. And here's 200 more episodes. All right. Cheers. Salute. First, let's, let's welcome everybody. Yeah. We want to welcome Congrats. and thank you guys. Do the hundred crew reviews interview episode extravaganza. One hundred crazy pants. And the wow. man, the man, the man who's who's responsible for all this is now down the bottom right corner of my screen, Mr. David Brown. 
David Brown suggested okay. this. David Brown suggested this at the bar. We we must raise. Don't the don't don't blame me for that. Your fault. <laughs> Your fault. So we, we have we have Mr. Nick Petrie, Mr. Yep. Don Bentley, Mrs. Meg Gardner, yes, Mr. Mark Graney, and Mr. David Brown, and my co-host Mike Houts and Chris Albanese, and we are thrilled thrilled to be celebrating 100 episodes with you yeah. guys. Yeah, amazing. That's a good thrilled start. and humbled that you guys would. Have, you, you actually said yes to our invite. <laughs> it's a hundred episodes in three years, two, yep. two and a half, two, two and a quarter-ish. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter. Somewhere around yeah. there, right? Pretty, Chris, pretty religiously, uh, uh, a show every Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe wow. about can. three or four total, I think. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and this. Well, the, the I was going to say we, when we started that we didn't anticipate COVID. But as, no. um, but as this, we kind of got rolling right around the time that hit. And so that when the whole market changed in terms of how you guys go out there and promote uh, your, your incredible works, yeah. we were kind of set for what was, what was already happening. So in that respect, well, if there's any silver lining to a deadly virus <laughs> worldwide, I guess mm-hmm. from a marketing standpoint, we were really ready for what now seems to be kind of, a big part of what you guys do for your book promotions. Uh, and I don't yeah. really know if we're going to go back to that old model again. Yeah. It'll be a hybrid. I think, you know, we appreciate you guys being here and doing this. I mean, oh, big time. it's actually opened it up in so many ways. I mean, it would be rare, yeah. you know, we'd have to go to a conference for, for me and Nick and, and Mark to be able to, to do this because you know, we're, you know, spread yeah. out so far geographically, but this is, this is amazing. Yeah. David, how does David, how does this, how has this changed your work environment? Cause this really impacts what you and your department do I mean, on a day-to-day basis. So how did kind of our show and, and some of the follow-ons really change the way you do business? Well, and, and well, first, for those who don't know, David, tell, tell us what you do. Uh, David Brown. I do uh, publicity for Atria books. And I uh, I run the Atrium Mystery Bus Twitter feed. Uh, so anyone who yes. is watching or listening that doesn't follow Atrium Mystery Bus, please do. Right. I the mm. only reason I appear on these things is just to get more followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But uh, the first time I ever heard of Zoom was before the pandemic, and it was with uh, the crew reviews. I had never even heard of it before you started using it for. We didn't either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> honestly, before. we had no idea. So you were about forty you, shows I, in before you knew what you're doing, anyway. Right? Uh, <laughs> almost there. One hundred, one hundred and forty. <laughs> Thanks to you, I was ahead of the game. Oh. I, I was already familiar with Zoom, but the the pandemic opened up new opportunities. Of course, it closed doors. You know, for a long time, yeah. literally, bookstores were closed and we couldn't do events, and we're just starting to to get back out there. Uh, but it's it's kind of opened new doors and new ways of promotions and things like Meg said. It's oh, it's going to stick around. It's always going to be hybrid from now on. So, yeah. uh, as far as book promotion and marketing, good things came out of the pandemic. Right, right. And Mark, you, I mean, you've been at this a long time now. I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you probably have a long rear view mirror in terms of where things started when you first, you know, made it into the, into the industry. Mm-hmm. And so, and we've kind of talked about what it's happening now, but where do you see this kind of going forward? Do you think 
Well, first, back in my day, we didn't have ring lights. We didn't <laughs> have computers. <laughs> we didn't have computers. <laughs> we would just basically look through a window at one another. I would just give my fans. And, you know, I, I, I first got published in 2009. So um, the, the industry has changed so much in, in so many ways um, since I first uh, got my book deal or whatever. My, my first couple of books, I literally uh, did nothing. I, I mean, my publisher, obviously, they sent me to kind of like independent bookstore conferences in the Southeast where I live. And it was sort of me and five other, five like Southern-based authors that are all, you know, having very Southern-based stories. And then I'd get up and read my excerpt about a guy in Sudan getting shot in the back with an arrow. And, you know, it, it, was, it was, but I mean, that, that was the opportunity that I had then. And it, and it was great to have that. But then as things have gone on, you, your t tours get a little bit uh, bigger and a lot better. But, you know, when this happened, when COVID hit, um, I had just finished, my book had just come out. I had just finished a totally, you know, normal 10 city or something book tour and gone to a conference and then COVID locked everything down. And I remember thinking it was in, that was in end of February yeah. uh, 20. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, I got really lucky because all these other authors are having to do this virtual stuff. And I, I'm so lucky that I won't have to worry about that. Of course, the next year I, did, I, sat, I sat right where I'm sitting weeks, right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this thing could last a month. This is awful. Um, hey, Mark, can we, we just pause for a second? You just blew my mind. You're like, when I got my first book published in 2009, and you, that's not a long time ago. No. And your, your, your career has exploded in so many different ways, man. Um, Cheers. I mean, you got that, that, uh, um, the deal with the, uh, it's an Amazon audio book audio. Oh, the, oh yeah. You have the arm, armored audio book. Like do you have yeah. so much going on, man? Congratulations. Thank right. you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it feels, uh, feels like a whirlwind and it feels like a, you know, a hamster on a wheel, uh, <laughs> cranking them out. But, but you know, it's nice to, it's nice when you're done with the book and you can sort of like take a <laughs> 10 yeah. second victory lap in between writing the next two things. And, and Don, you you kind of, Don, you kind of got started right when when things were kind of even you were ready to kick off yeah. and you were ready to kind of launch and then bang. So what in your mind were you thinking? Oh my God! Like the worst luck in the world. Like you finally had it all, yeah. and then it was just kind of ripped out from underneath you right off the get go. Yeah, I'm definitely the newbie on this group, and I, I was lucky enough that I got part of a book tour, so I got a couple fun things um, that came out of it before it all locked down, but. What was really cool for me um, is that the last, so when um, Target Acquired came out in June, we actually did a, um, a live event that was hybrid. So we did, we had, there's a local bookstore here in Georgetown, which is just north of Austin. And so they had me and a bunch of people and then Mark was good enough to call in. And so they had a television screen with Mark, a live audience, and then Mark asked me questions and we talked back and forth and the audience could do it. And so it was super cool. And I think awesome. um, Meg or somebody was alluding to that before the hybrid things. Like I would love to see that going forward because it gets, and again, like I, I'm the newbie, so there aren't tons of people coming to see me, but it's cool when there's somebody else that calls in. Cause I've had a ton of fun over COVID getting to talk to, to, you know, Mark and Nick and all kinds of awesome authors and stuff. And so 
it, it's been really neat. And I, I, I really hope that kind of hybrid thing um, keeps going forward because the mm-hmm. book tour is like, again, from my perspective, I'm a newbie, a book tour is something you look forward to. You, I can't tell you how many times I got, went down to book people and saw the Meg Gardner down there <laughs> holding court. And doing, they were so like, kind to come out. <laughs> Go on, just bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick. So, um, I don't know. I'd like to see both. Yeah. But what do you, I mean, Meg, you're, you're a, a veteran too. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, I think it's it's going to be a it's it's it is going to be a mix. I mean, um, not everybody has the time or the ability to travel. It's wonderful. I mean, it's so wonderful to get out, meet the booksellers, meet the readers, get around. It's extremely exhausting too. As it's a privilege to be exhausted doing that. But seeing how stuff like this, like like Zooms, has has just expanded. I mean, I did. Uh, sitting in my office at home. I did events with, uh, with a book festival in Sydney. I did uh, a zoom oh, with a, with a yeah. Malaysian podcast, you know, I've, um, awesome. and it's, it's great for so, so many people can't afford or don't have the yeah. mobility to travel, but they can right. watch something and see authors talking that they wouldn't be able to come to a national conference. They wouldn't be able to get up the stairs to, uh, to someplace to get, to get in, but they can, but they can watch. And it's really, it, has opened it up to a lot of people to, to take part, even from, you know, from their homes. <laughs> so right. Right. And Nick, did, when, when you first started, you were doing a lot of book tours and that sort of thing, but then with, were you really talking to other authors very often? I mean, other not, than- not as much. Um, mm-hmm. The, the, um, the tour that I really, that I really did with a lot of other people was for the Memphis book. And, and Mark was kind enough to, to host me at uh, Novel, which is, if you guys have ever been, is a fantastic bookstore in Memphis. Um, and I, I was really, like, I sort of made a point to reach out to people to, to be, that, that I wanted to talk to who I knew were sort of local at that, at that spot. Um, because book tour for me is about, um, it, you know, we, you know, when you, when you write full time, you spend a lot of time by yourself and you, you sort of forget who you're writing for and, and being able to talk to real readers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not just, you know, shouting, you know, this craziness into the void yeah. and, and also talking to other authors where, you know, you, it, it's so, it's so wonderful to, to, to know other people who share your disease <laughs> where, you know, we, we are not, you know, we, we are crazy, but we're, we're crazy in kind of a specific way. Yeah. And it really helps to, to know other people who have, who are like us. Right. Um, and, and we face sort of the same challenges and we, you know, we bounce questions off each other. Um, so, I mean, I love the in-person stuff because you, it's hard to have a beer with somebody after the event. If, you know, they're in Austin and, and you're in Milwaukee. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I agree. And, and as to what Meg said, I think it's wonderful that, um, that readers can tune in. I think people who might be reluctant to, you know, put on their pants and go out into the cold and go, <laughs> you know, hear some, you know, random writer at a, at a bookstore that they may or may not have ever been to, but are happy to, you know, open up the laptop and click a link and just to see what a book event is really like, right? I think we get, we, we did get some people who were new to that, to that process, yeah. Um, you know, on my, my, my new book's out in January and I'm, I'm just hoping to God that I get to go, you know, meet people. <laughs> um, and I, and I, I do love this. I, I, I had, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to do zoom stuff, 
Um, cause you can do more, you can do yeah. more events. You can reach more people. You can talk to more people. Um, but I, for me, the in-person stuff is the, really is what kind of feeds me. Yeah. What yeah. I got out of that answer is that, do you have pants on, Nick? No, 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 what we found, you know, there we've read a lot of books that we wouldn't have read. We've discovered mm -hmm. a lot of authors that we would not have discovered. We've had three timers on the show, like Mark, Mr. Greeny. Uh, Don would have been, except for he had a typo on page 137. So it's, yeah, <laughs> but no, but we it's anyway, important to have it, standards. It, 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 <laughs> what inside jokes are always so good for, uh, for, <laughs> for well, everybody knows it's on Twitter, um, yeah, but anyway, um. But like, for instance, um, I'd read Unsub by Meg. Um, oh, and yeah. so it was positioned for her second book. But then what I did was I went back and read a couple of her earlier books to get ready for the interview because we did not want to be unprepared for the interview. So we yeah, read we tried. way more books than <laughs> I ever thought I would read in my life. Um, but my, my, my this is all leads to a question. Um, for, for me, the, the uh, genre is really healthy right now. There are all sorts yeah. of subgenres within it. And they all seem to be thriving in different ways. And there's a lot of really original voices in, and there's a lot of people taking what you might think would be a common story and executing it in a way that makes it fresh and original and everybody here. And I'm not just talking blowing smoke. Everybody here falls into that category, mm -hmm. but I want to know what you guys think of the genre right now. And at the end of that, tell me at least one author that people aren't reading enough. And I'll start with you, Meg. Wow, you just had to start Good. with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the genre is is big and growing. It's uh, going through some growing pains along with publishing with all the changes. Mm -hmm. um, I think you're absolutely right. There are some you know, brilliant big authors who, who have been entertaining and, and enlightening us for, for decades. And thank God they're still around and writing at the top of their games. And there's this whole new, uh, yeah. uh, you know, like wide open world of, um, of, of, of newer writers. Who, and it's just fantastic to, um, to, to see everybody come on, on board it's because it just it just opens it all up to us as readers as well as as writers and it challenges us in the best ways to evaluate our own work and to to you know to raise our game to see like how you know are we being fresh are are the stories as 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 you know big and deep and exciting and emotionally satisfying as we can possibly make them how can we look over the horizon and see you know the, the larger world uh, up close as as you like to do in books um who 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 have i been um reading that i would i would say well what, what i'm reading right now actually is is the um is short stories it's the uh best american mystery and suspense uh oh. of 2020 oh. which just came out uh uh, a week or two ago, and oh it, no, that's not this one. We've got so it. this was a different one. I, I, go on, I'm sorry. No, this the this best American mystery and suspense, um, uh, which is edited by Steph Cha, uh, and wow. she's a she's a fantastic writer. Um, if if you haven't read her 
her work. She's just uh, really brilliant. So I would recommend her. It's uh, guest edited by Alif Burke, who is this year's president of Industry yeah. Writers of America. Yeah. And she is she's super okay. sharp. And she's just like one of those slackers who like has a day job as a tenured criminal law professor <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> writes bestsellers on the side. <laughs> All that. So I get, I, I got to tell you, uh, it, we we read lots of novels and everything, but we've we've talked to some authors who who do short stories, and I've really never read that many short stories. But in the last two years, I've read a ton of short stories, and realized that that is an awesome, yeah, an awesome thing. I mean, I was you you were talking about. I thought you were going to talk about this one, but I was I was I'm going mm-hmm. through this one uh, by uh, the best mystery stories of the year uh, that was edited by Lee Child and. Mm-hmm. And it, it invigorates me as a writer. And right. at the same time, it's at the same yeah. time, it, when I read yours, all your guys' stuff, and then I read this stuff, and I go, man, I suck, but I want to level myself. <laughs> I want to get better. And, sure and I do. Hard. Short sure stories are yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but it is a, it's a great way to learn skills. So if, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. if you're a beginning writer, writing short stories, you, you can experiment and you can fail quickly. Let's just look yeah. at it that way. Yeah, you, you, um, you get to do everything that you do in a novel. You just do it more concisely, and you can do five of those. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote some novellas in my first book. Um, took me 15 years to write and right in the middle of it, it was just, it was just this big, it was this albatross around my neck. I just pushed it aside and then wrote like three 100 page stories. And then I went back to my novel and it was, it was easier. And I, I had something under my belt. It's, it wasn't published. Right. It wasn't even read, but I mean, that shorter fiction, you, you need all the exact same chops that you need in the longer form. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a really I'm, good thing. I'm, I'm fascinated to hear you say that Mark, because that's, what I did when I was struggling, well, I had three small children at home and I was trying to write this novel, which I eventually finished and, and, and put in a drawer, thank God, because I was so stuck on it. I said, I have to finish something. So I set it aside and I wrote a short story. I said, I'm just going to get to the words, the end. And then I can, yeah. I know I can do it. Yeah. So, and then yeah. go back and edit it and all those things that you mm-hmm. would, that you might be years out from doing another book. Yeah. That's interesting that you did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So David, what I, you- uh, I write uh, short stories, they're uh, tweets. <laughs> and they do, uh, they do help me keep uh, and be uh, concise. Uh, all that to say, I don't belong here with these writers. What no, it's you do. absolutely do. And David, I was going to ask you, so I want to know what you think the state of the thriller industry is. Yeah. And uh, try to try to limit your authors we should be reading to 17 um, because <laughs> you're a publicist. So if we can keep that... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the state of the industry, I, I, this, the state of the industry is strong, and I think it's becoming a little bit more experimental. I'm seeing a lot, a lot of genre uh, melding mm. Uh, mm. Uh, going on, which is which is fun, and it's creating more and more subgenres or just just expanding the genre. Uh, what I miss about uh, uh, the industry is seeing everybody. That was the strongest point or part of what I loved about this community is that is that everyone is so nice and they get together and they support each other. Yeah. Uh, and BoucherCon and, and Thriller Fest is like a family reunion twice a year. And I miss getting together with people. Um, uh, who should people be reading? Uh, well, first, I'll... I'll one of... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Deep oh, State yeah. is, is so good, and you know, oh. not enough people have read it. 
there are just so many twists and turns. You can, it, it, it's not long and can, and it goes so fast. It goes really uh, fast. I recommend it. But there are two, two, uh, Eric's story was, wrote a couple of books and he was like a, uh, the character was like a, a redneck Mitch Rapp. And the first two books were, were so good and uh, he stopped writing. And I feel like if more people read it, it'll, it'll Somebody write will find more. Yeah. And the same with uh, Christine Carbo. Uh, her oh, books yeah. were, uh, there are about uh, four or five of them uh, yeah. taking place in Glacier Natural National yeah. Park. And it's a great, uh, great series. And I want more of them. So more people have to read it. So she was um, on the show. We yeah, loved we her. Had her. We loved having her. Yeah. Huge fan of hers. She, yeah. She has a very distinct voice that that stands out, and um, and nature is definitely a character in all her books. So I am writing this down. Christine Carbo. Christine Carbo. C A R B O. I think she was uh, episode like fourteen on our show. Yeah, pretty early on. Mm. Yeah, she was, and she was an awesome guest, awesome writer. Goes without saying. So, Don, what about you? State of the industry author, we should be reading. Yeah, I think, and uh, and I was kind of being a little bit facetious about it before, but I think my biggest thing, the industry for for new writers is so incredibly welcoming and so supportive, and and I really have like I can't tell you how many times I went down to book people to see Meg or to see Jeff Abbott or to see some of the um, local um, Texas writers, and Meg can write like if 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 Joke. obviously, but yeah, like okay. Unsub is fantastic yeah that's and one of my favorites mark greeny has been like the opening scene of gray man is one of my favorites bar none for for everyone and and nick nick does such a beautiful job with language and stuff and so i feel like <laughs> i went from being like fanboy to these people actually being kind enough to either do events with me or things like that and so it's just been incredible you know that there there are the thing i don't know if it's unique to this genre i'm not um I'm not wide enough written to say that, but this, it never feels like it, like I said, from the perspective of a newcomer, that this genre is something that's exclusive or the people that are doing very well are not welcoming to new people. It's, it's been the opposite of that from my perspective. And to see writers that you worshiped and, and wanted to be like when, when you were, when you were trying to figure out how to do this, be so welcoming has been incredible. Um, as far as writers to, to watch or to read, and I'm a little bit biased because he's a fellow Texas boy, but I think, um, Taylor Moore is fantastic. Oh, yeah. and so downrange is his debut novel. It's incredible. I'm, I'm a, I'm a Texas transplant. So I, I guess I'm one of those guys, they call all hat, no cattle, but he is the real <laughs> deal. He grew up in Texas actually has the cred to go with it. And, uh, that book is just fantastic, and it does such a good job of, number one, telling a story about Texas and the beauty of Texas, and then really taking what's a traditional in this genre. What's so great about this genre is it has room to experiment and do different things, and he takes what you think is going to start and be a very stereotypical thriller-esque story, and he really turns it into something different, and so that, that book is fantastic. Yeah, that's a that's a family novel, really. I mean, yeah. novels yeah. all about family. The the action is, you know, tied into that. Mark, what about you? Stay in the industry and uh, an author we should be reading. Yeah, um, I don't under I don't know the state of the industry. I I feel like it's strong. I mean, we all just sort of have our little like you know soda straw view of what's going on. Um, I I'll say that you know just 
with the expanse of television in the past 20 years and, and streaming movies and, and all that kind of stuff, not just because I'm involved with it, but it, in, in a general sense, like, you know, when, when book sales were really going down vis-a-vis -vis electronic a few years ago, I would, every interview I did, I would be asked the question, you know, like, is the industry dying and all this other stuff. And, and I would always say, I mean, people want stories just as much as yeah. they've ever wanted stories, if not yeah. actually more than, than ever. So, um, you know, if you're a storyteller, you'll, you'll find your way, you know, whether, you know, it's the traditional way that pe people have been doing it for forever or if it, or if it's new ways. So I feel like the industry is probably strong for what I know, as far as authors. So I've read a couple of uh, books for blurbs. Um, so the, the books haven't even come out yet, you know, and so I, I don't even know if I should say, because I don't even know the release dates of this book, but I just, I read one probably four or five months ago by this guy named Josh Weiss, who, uh, we actually have the same agent, so I was asked to read it and see what I thought. And um, it's so different from anything that I write. So it's not like me saying, me putting my like seal of approval, if you like me, you'll like him or whatever. But there's just this brilliant alternative history, kind of noirish Los Angeles, California in the 50s, crime caper Ooh. thriller that that I was just, I was so sucked into. And I, you know, I, it with everything going on in my life, it can take me weeks to get through a book, especially if it's, you know, for a blurb or whatever. And I think I did that one in two days. Um, wow. And so, you know, I hope he does well. It's his, it, It'll be his first book. I think the guy's like 23 years old or something like that. I don't know. Oh, that's, but I, oh, but that's, I hate no, it. I that's hate, not cool. I hate it already. <laughs> not cool. Let babies <laughs> publish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, so, so I don't like him, but I mean, I, I think he's, he's very good at what he does. No, I think, right, so I we, think he'll do well. I'll also have to say my not, buddy, I, uh, my buddy Josh just, Hood, his Treadstone uh, books oh, are yeah. really, really yeah. good. They're, they're, yeah. they're just a lot of fun to read. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we have Josh on the show, and we have to bleep out every other word. So you know, <laughs> well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, you're 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 last up on the round. What do you think of the genre right now, and who who should we be reading? Well, I, I guess I'm kind of. I, I mean, I, with Mark, I mean, I only see my little corner of it, right? So um, I'm not sure I have a, a thirty thousand foot view, but um, I mean, there's what I love is how something that you know, is, is ostensibly, you know, sort of a, a similar, a similar book, right? If you, if you look at it from the outside, you know, some, you know, some stuff is so, so dense and atmospheric, other stuff is, you know, dialogue rich and flies forward. I mean, I, I love how you can, you can do so many different kinds of things um, and still be welcomed. It is a pretty big tent. It is. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I am I am always surprised, um, and, and I, I read somebody who, um, you know, I, I kind of put in a, um, you know, I sort of think I think I know who they are and what they do, um, and then and then they'll write something, and I'll just it'll just you know kind of knock me back. Um, uh, you know, Michael Connelly's. Um, you know, a legend and, and rightly so his, his uh, latest Lincoln lawyer book is the first thing yeah. I've seen that has that, that COVID is a part of the book. Um, and it's not a big part of the book. It's sort of happening. The book happens sort of before and at the very beginning of COVID, but, but his character um, 
is is pulled over and it turns out there's a body in his trunk. So he's a lawyer trying to defend himself from prison. Yep. At the same time, the, the reader can sort of feel COVID closing in. So we are we are feeling him in prison while at the same time we're feeling ourselves, we're imagining ourselves approaching the prison of of quarantine, right? Yeah. Um, and it's it's this it's very subtle, but it's super powerful. And I was I, it really made me see him in a whole different way. Um, and he's he's done he's done a, a bunch of different kinds of things. Um, but that that book really kind of knocked my socks off. Um, not that not that he's a new writer. Um, <laughs> no, but but, but, but he's but, he always writes fresh though. He, he really fresh. he really does. He's yeah. always got a, an interesting different take. Um, and I, and I, you know, I mean, there, there, you know, there are people who really could be phoning it in who are really not phoning it in. Yeah, um, right, right. and, uh, you know, I, I really admire that. I really admire, um, sort of the watching the old guard do what they do and still really knock it out of the park. Um, yeah. and, and seeing, seeing newer folks, uh, again, I, and I don't, I don't, uh, I'm actually reading old stuff. Um, trying to think about what I've got up on my little favorites here. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm reading. I'm He's reading. Like, that's all. That's all crap back there. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one of them's yours, there, Mark. He's that grainy guy. I heard that coming. There's Bentley right there, the, the famous torso. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome, Don. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Meg. You're downstairs. You're in the living room. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's the so, one cool know, thing. The one cool thing about the show is we get to read the established authors who are like gods in a sense. And, we, you know, we've all read for years and years and years. And then we get the new ones like the Sean Cosby's and you read them and you're just blown away yeah. by the stuff that yeah. just comes out. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point about M Michael Connolly, um, we we talk about that a lot. Uh, his his latest, uh, which I think <laughs> I'm the only one that has a copy of there, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, is in, in my opinion, it's one of his top two or three Bosch books. And it's, I mean, That's like crazy, like you said, he could mail it in easy. He could he could easily phone it in and cash the check. I think the series reinvigorated him a bit too. I think like you know that. A, a whole new right, audience yeah. found Bosch and it was like, okay, I, you know, but he, it, it is so impressive and so humbling, you know, for, for us. And to your other point about inclusiveness, this is a great example of how inclusive this industry is. There is no good reason for you guys to be on the show. <laughs> honestly. And, and yet, oh, and yet you are. Minute, I don't have to be here. No, no. Are there not tacos? <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten yeses. We've gotten yeses from ninety nine percent of the people we've asked to be on the show, and in, um, and that's and then when they get on the show, they're very open to our insanity. Most of them. There's a couple people. I think did, looked at us a little crosswise, but uh, well, you, but, you, you, you guys know, don't take yourselves too seriously, right? Yeah. I mean, you you are you are oh God, no. you are obviously having fun, yeah, and it and it helps people who are doing this you know, who, who show up, you know, it helps us to have fun. And this, yeah. this can be when you're, when you're in that, that book promo uh, moment, when your book is coming out, you know, it, it can, it can get old. It's there, there are, there are some long days. Um, you know, there are, there are 
there are you know the the radio interview day you know can mm, those are fun when you're doing 15 five minute you know talk Dude. radio slots like that's a yeah, fun. You know, that sounds fun. It's it's challenging to, to to always be alert and awake and and cheerful and ready to go and um and so this is just it's kind of a whole different animal and it's part of why you know I think you we all appreciate you so much because mm-hmm. um you're just you, you you guys too have sort of a new take on how this could be. Um, well, that was the whole thing, Nick. I mean, we in general author interviews or book reviews are kind of boring. At least when we looked at them, they could be boring. Some of the questions, no offense to the publishers and publicists, but sometimes you get canned questions to ask the author and you know, everybody's asking those. And so we don't want to just ask those canned questions. We want to go a little bit deeper, but at the same time, we also want to have a little bit of fun and make it interesting, not just to you, the author, because we're trying to spotlight you, but for the people who are listening to the show, because it's easy just to turn the dial. I mean, tension spans are, are so yeah. short yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, really I mean, appreciate I, being, I, being asked to wear pants. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I think well, that's one demand that we have. Yeah. <laughs> just one. Yeah. I'm it's sorry, so Mark, over the top, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I, I tune into crew reviews. If there's a, uh, somebody that I know that's going to be on there because it's just like, you know, four of my friends sitting in a room chatting and you kind of feel like you're there a little bit. And then when I'm on the show, it, it feels like, you know, four people just hanging out. So it, it, yeah. as, as you said, that's exactly the case. It, it It's not a typical, just sort of like back and forth interview thing. It's more like you're just kind of sitting at a table with guys that, you know, and, and, hang out with and uh the hour goes pretty quick i always have this thing in the back of my head it's like i'm gonna say something stupid i'm, I'm gonna hear about it you know, like, <laughs> i'm gonna say something and go like oh my god i just said that out loud because it's like i know i'm probably i probably gossip to, to all of you you know off it's camera so- but I'm, I'm so paranoid I, I need to have like sort of like like cattle prod that i get zapped with Go ahead, Nick. I I, I I I came up with an author who everybody should be reading. Um, Kristen oh. LaPianca. Um, yeah. uh, the her first is called The Last Place You Look, and it is definitely a new take on the PI thing. Mm-hmm. Um, bisexual woman in Cleveland or Cincy, <laughs> Cleveland, I think. Um Kristen, it, I think it, she, Kristen's from Kristen's from Ohio, so one of those. Yeah. I think. Um, and it's and it the, the last the last, I don't know, 50 pages are just utterly harrowing. Um, and, and her, her voice is fantastic. And I think she's now four books in, mm-hmm. um, oh. so good. I got to, I got to wrote add a down. new, a new okay. name. Got it down. Just yeah. wrote that down. Uh, I, I just want to make a point real quick that Mark, you were talking about, you're going to say something and you're like, Oh my gosh, you shouldn't have said that. We've had several guests on and we had one in particular and David Brown knows about it where he, he immediately got on the phone with us or email or whatever. It was like, you need to take that down immediately. <laughs> Do you ever watch, um, not to dive him out, but I will, but if you ever watch Brad Taylor, like Elaine is standing on the other oh, side yeah. of that computer. And so you can see when she's He has the cattle prod. Yeah, yeah there, there, was, there was one time when he was, when Brad, since you brought him up, there was one time he was sitting here talking, he goes, what? Oh yeah, we can't talk about it. <laughs> But it's but you, always interesting when we stop recording 
Then we get some really juicy things well, he, he, <laughs> and from like all of you. The, in the bar, too, though, with VoucherCon, she's like, Brad, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. <laughs> we, we love that. Well, we wait for so, her to go. So funny story. <laughs> about, like you're talking about, it's it's really even us, things that happen on the camera with us. Um, when Mark was first on, I was hyped because I'm a huge gray man guy. And, I, and it was his first time on the show. And we had our interview. And then afterwards, we kind of hung out and talked off camera for a while. Well, I'm... I drink fast, whether it's water, coffee, whatever. And I'm just pounding um, <laughs> bourbon without even realizing it. Gosh. And I'm like, I'm absolutely blasted. So we we do the intro. We usually record the intro at the end of the show. And after everybody's gone home, you know, everybody, then we do the intro. Well, I was incapable of, of <laughs> 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 but they were, they still made me try to do the intro. We recorded that like, shit. I got all 25 it. minutes. I mean, the, the, yeah. light, the world saw like five minutes of it or whatever. <laughs> But there was 25 minutes of just really embarrassing hilarity. Um, but I was at the time I was working as a yeah. You begged us not a, to put um, it on. I was working for a small private Christian school um, as a development director, and I was like, guys, we can't put that on. We're, oh, we're so gosh. putting it on. We're so yeah, we're putting it on. Like, and then we, had, I made the decision to leave that job, and I, so I was like, "Yeah, screw it, put it on." It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're not going to watch it. They're not going to tune into the show, and if they do, they won't stay to the end. <laughs> But uh, yeah. yeah, that was um, that was legendary. I don't know. Yeah, you were you were trashed. It was so funny. But hey, Meg, so you um, what are you? Uh, why don't you tell us about like a current work in progress that you're you're working on, or your latest release, or something you're excited about that's just over the horizon? Well, um, book three in the Unsub series is out now in paperback, and that is the Dark Corners of the Night. Yeah, uh, Unsub four Woo-hoo! is in the can and will be coming. Next year, along with an, another project that I have just finished up the in, most insane edits of, you know, whatever, really? but, uh-huh. which, which will be announced very soon. And that's, I, I'll, I, I hate that the whole secret project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a, I've had, I mean, you could tell us, I mean, yeah, yeah. no one yeah. watches this show. Keep keep a dog there. I'm waiting for that to go off. Yeah. So, but that will, it will be, um, there, there's another book coming out next summer and, um, that's going to be announced fairly soon. And it's, it's a big book and I'm like super excited about, awesome. about everything. Is there any news on the unsub stuff, uh, like television or, or can't give you any news on that right now. Sorry. I know I'm, I oh, no, That's all right. We, uh, that, that tells us a lot though. We, but, now yeah. we know. <laughs> that tells us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starring in everything. You guys are all getting killed yes. off. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Uh, so, so Don, uh, you had a fantastic, uh, book this year, uh, target acquired in page 137, <laughs> which, uh, yours truly appears in. Thank you very much for throwing me in the book. Um, I thank thank you for that. My wife doesn't, she, she goes, it is a work of fiction in, in the Tom Clancy target acquired. Uh, he lists me as Jack Ryan juniors is, you know, is Chris Albany's secret service agent helps Jack Ryan jr. Learn how to shoot properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know it's how fiction it's true, but anyways, but what do you got on what's going on? What are you working on? Cause you got two series right now. Um, yeah. what can you, what can you tell us? So the, so first going back to that, apparently judging by all the comments on your Facebook page, when you posted that, it should have been your wife. That was this marksman. We're going to beep that out instead it's of totally okay. just yeah, yeah. everything you yeah, just yeah. said is getting beeped up, but go on, go on. You can, and you, and can you should be happy. Yes, yes, because you get to be Jack Ryan's marksmanship instructor while Nick Petrie is Matt Drake's drunk 
football coach from middle school. So that's, I mean, you could be the drunk football coach. Um, Appropriate. So so this year I've I've got, um, I just finished edits for um, Hostile Intent, which comes out in May of 2022. And then I'm frantically doing the, as of yet untitled, um, next Jack Ryan Jr. book, which is due in uh, December, and it comes out in June. So, it's, so those are the two this year. And I just have to say, because this is this is how much Mark Greeny can crush your hopes and dreams, even when he's being kind. Is that um, <laughs> when I went and and started writing full time, I told my wife, and, and I'd heard somewhere that Mark writes two thousand words a day, and so I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm going to be Mark Greeny. Like I'm going to write 2000 words a day in a couple of days. Like I crept up to that and I'm like, I feel so good. And then Mark was kind enough to come to the target acquired book launch tour. And somebody asked him and he's like, on a slow day, I write 2000, but most days I write 3000. And that was just that, like for a brief <laughs> shining moment, I thought I could. And then it's just, no. No. so, so well, Don, you will always be Don Bentley. You will never yeah. be Mark Green. Never, never Mark. Mark has Green. that effect on me too. I just would like to say that I what I counted that like like I think Mark publishes twice as many or four times as many pages as I do in a given year. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. I feel your that pain. is a complete. That is a self-inflicted wound. Everybody's like, you like writing long books? I'm like, no, I just can't get to the end of these dang things. And and then after a while, you know, if, you're, if all your books are 160 thousand words, the day yeah. the year I turn in a 90 thousand word book, everybody's going to get mad. So I, it's, I'm a I'm a victim of my uh, own circumstance. <laughs> Well, speaking hmm. of ninety thousand words, what do, what do you got? And what is what's going on? You have lots going on, but what can you what can you tell us? I mean, I have four releases coming up. Can I mention them all very super briefly? Jeez, without, yes, uh, do it. Uh, yeah. So I have a I have an uh, my first Audible original audio play, which no. I just had to do promotion for that, and I had you to say I'm the author of the Audible original audio play. <laughs> available now only on audible i just and i tried that like 30 times with the camera crew in my face and i finally got it but uh it's hard to say anyway wait, wait, how many times did you do it <laughs> I, it at least a dozen That's seriously awesome. at least a dozen. um i forgot who i was at one point <laughs> but but that comes out december 9th and it's uh it's a live i mean it's a, a full cast audio drama so they have music and special yeah. effects and all that That's it's so a, it's cool a story. Yeah, yeah it turned, cool. I, I heard the first clips of it um, day before yesterday and was so excited because they got good actors. In fact, the guy who's the narrator of the Gray Man series, his name is Jay Snyder. He plays like one of the oh, awesome. not a major character, but not the lead in this. That's awesome. um, so that's pretty cool. So that comes out uh, December 9th and I can't wait for that to come out. And then February 15th, my 11th Gray Man book is called Sierra Six. And it yeah. Will be out. Oh, yeah, baby. And then Speaking uh, of I'm, not phoning it in, Mark. No, yeah, oh, no kidding. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to that book. That's gonna. Be I don't amazing. have the talent to phone it in. Like phoning it in <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like an amazing thing. Which I was a, I was a, I'd be a phoner in in two seconds if I could pull that off. And I have to, I have to I have to put all my energies into things. And then um, in uh, late spring or summer, the Netflix film from my first novel, The Gray Man, will come out. And uh, there's no like date yet, but that's just what I'm that's hearing. Awesome. Low budget and, thing. 
Yeah, a little low budget. Yeah. 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 No, no name, name actors. actors. No name they actors. Didn't, they didn't give it all to me. They didn't give that whole budget to me. Um, <laughs> hey, do you do you do a cameo in it? Please tell me. I do yes. not. No, I don't. Oh, come no, on, I'm, man. I'm I'm not appearing in that uh, film. No, I played the I played the uh, the part of the Audi A8. That's me. It's a sort of transformer. <laughs> no, I'm not in that. And, and then July 5th, um, I have another book coming out, which is Armored, which is this the sort of the same story as as what's coming out as an audible original but it's a much expanded novel as i have a tendency to do so it's the part of a new series so that that the first book in that series will be out uh july 5th dang wow wow and you were and you wrote you wrote all of those over what period of time no, uh, I don't even know. I mean, you know, I mean the the Gray Man film. I wrote that book in two thousand seven. Right. So um, it's kind of I write two books a year. So like when all this is going on next year, I still have to write the same number of words that I did this year. But um, and, and, and he coaches soccer and you I know, do. Travels, and he gets yeah, married he and he travels to Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, I don't get married every year. <laughs> <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a lot of fun though. How about next year? <laughs> yeah, do it again. No, hey, so 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 Nick was the first one on the show uh before everybody else got on and uh we made a comment that we just got his most recent book uh it's 120 pages six point font um <laughs> single space <laughs> but Peter, he, one of my favorite characters um yeah, right. one of my favorite series uh so nick what's what can we expect in the in the latest peter ash novel uh, well, it takes place in uh, rural Nebraska and South Dakota, um, and it is a tale of uh, sex, obsession, jealousy, and murder. Oh, uh, so it's I, a congressional I, hearing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's autobiographical. No, it's a little bit more personal than, than uh, it's a, it's then, uh, you know, there's no uh, kind of end of the worldy stuff. It's a, it's kind of a smaller, more intimate story. Hmm. Um, but I did just get a Kirkus starred review for wow. it. Uh, awesome, nice. dude. Good Congrats, job, man. Which uh, makes me very happy. And my publisher is pretty enthusiastic about it. So yeah, that's, about uh, it. I'm very happy about that. And I've got the next, uh, the next Peter Ash that is, uh, uh, l- let's just, let's just pretend it's flying out of my fingertips. Yeah. <laughs> Work, so, working title, working uh, title is. Oh no, no, I, the title is almost the last thing for uh-huh. me. Um, hmm. Or I come up with 15 and, and my publisher says we don't like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so there's that, I but it that. is, uh, it, I will tell you that it starts, uh, it starts with Lewis. Oh, love Lewis. Uh, yeah. No kidding. Uh, Lewis. So Lewis will be, uh, will be less of a henchman and more of a, more of a lead character. It'll be a, it'll be a Lewis and Peter book. Oh, awesome. Oh, I like that direction, great. man. Uh, so, yeah. Can't wait to read that. Um, so, uh, David Brown, Atria Mystery Bus Man yourself, uh, Atria Publishing, um, Emily Bessler Books. What's coming out that we can expect um, to buy? Well, you'll get the latest from all your favorites, like Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, Brad Thor, Chris Haughty, Jack Carr. Uh, and then some new. Oh, you know who we have this year is uh, uh, Stephen Hunter did his first book for Emily Best. Yes, did oh. yes. Uh, He's great. Yeah, so He's his terrific. next uh, Bobby Swagger is coming in uh, January. There it is. Oh, you, Mike, you know, Mike is holding here. it up. It's, it's on top of my list. 
right. Thank you, Mike. And then I'm sure he'll be on uh, with the crew. We'd love to. Uh, in 2022. And then we'll have some uh, uh, surprises, uh, new books, uh, new authors. And, you know, uh, a guy you all know, and I don't know how you know him, but he came to, I like to say he came to the Atrium Mystery Bus meetup at uh, Thriller Fest, but the meetup was in the bar, so he just came to the bar. <laughs> you, you all of you, Adam Hamdy. Yeah, oh, we know Adam. Sure. Oh, yeah. What about Adam? He's, he's on the show. Atria? Yeah, he's got. He's who I was thinking of when I was talking about experimental and genre. Bit. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. That's he's coming fantastic. out next fall. Next fall, it's going to be his uh, his U.S. Uh, solo debut because he's he's written with uh, James Patterson, so this will be his U.S. Yeah. Uh, solo debut. Fantastic! Yeah, because he's a UK writer. He does the uh, Capital Crime uh, Convention over in the UK, and he's written two books now, I think, with James Patterson. He's but his Black Thirteen, Black yeah. Thirteen, yeah, fantastic I, book. If you guys my, ever read Black Thirteen, it's, my, yep. my, mine's signed by. Yep, Adam. mine too. He's awesome. Oh, suck. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> off. <laughs> yeah, all right, so um. First of all, I want to thank you all for, for coming yes. on again. Just second thank you. But also, if if you are so inclined to to be the interviewer, um, you're welcome to ask uh, Chris and Mike any question you want to know. Chris or Mike, not Sean. <laughs> <laughs> My audio just went out. What? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Don, Give me one question. Don, 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 looks like Don, he's, got Don, a, he's, he's got a question on the tip of his tongue. I got a question. I got a question. I mean, you guys, you guys trumpet the number of guests that you've had, and, and rightly so. But I'm wondering if you could tell us the number of cease and desist letters that you've received as well. Like what you fall apart. Absolutely. Two. Two. Two from the and they're Goldbergs. No. There's, no, there, there's a funny story that I would, would be happy to tell you off there. <laughs> there is a legitimate one, kind of. Yes. Oh. yes. Still so don't understand it. It wasn't, it really it wasn't no, it was hell no. Is that what you're saying? It was, it was seriously. No, it was, it was yes. It was yes. And then it was, um, and then it was we told away. you no. Can you take a no? And I was like, sure. You had told me no. But anyway, so we just gracefully step back it was a very odd circumstance that i still don't understand you still don't still don't uh, but then uh, mark is still on here so i guess he got <laughs> that way. Well, allison said give him another chance yeah allison you will go on <laughs> by the way i love so we have an intro uh i don't know if you've seen it we we put together this this ad for the crew reviews an ad for the crew reviews it's still funny uh but but allison actually goes this is my mark graney <laughs> But oh, yeah, that's my wife, by the way. Just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the well, best that, one. She well, she slipped into into the room while uh, Sean Cameron was getting drunk, and uh, so they put her. He on. Was, yeah, <laughs> drunk every I was show. Sober. So, no, I don't know. Nick, you're Nick, never Nick sober. His wife ratting out, ratting him out right on the camera. About <laughs> oh, a story of my life, man. That's just pretty much how actually how, Nick, how it rolls wife, here. Nick's wife made actually really gave me a gift. And that was, she was talking about, she had to learn that sometimes standing over the coffee maker with the coffee cup, staring into space was writing. And she, 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 <laughs> she realized that. And so I, I showed that to my wife because she doesn't watch the show. <laughs> and I showed, I showed that to my wife. She's like, Hey well, Don, did you know yeah. I was at your your last uh, in person 
before COVID started. Oh yeah, yeah, in Virginia. Yeah. In Virginia, right down the road. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah, good. I showed up, showed up, gave you some 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 support, and then uh, then you wrote me in a book. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sweet. page one thirty seven. All right, I, no, have, I, I have a lightning round question. Can I ask oh. my question? Oh, um, all right, so so Chris, Sean, and Mike are all writers. What? So this is just a cheesy question that I get asked all the time, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so you get it. Sure. If, uh, think of whatever your work in progress is, or whatever you're most pr- proud of. Tell me who, if you got a uh, TV show or a movie or, or some sort of thing like that who would your lead character be played by and you don't have to say why or anything it just will give everybody sort of like a vision of what you're writing chris you go oh my god i haven't <laughs> thought about that <laughs> this is where chris says me and congratulations yeah. to chris yeah how about it right up? you have yeah. to call him the master yeah. now by yeah. the way yeah i actually yeah. make my kids call me grandmaster a lot, a lot of good it does it's still not published but you know still won an award oh, tell everybody what it is yeah that's I mean, huge dude uh so i yeah, so when i left the secret service i made a uh uh um a promise to myself that i would because i've always wanted to be a writer like everybody else always wanted to be a writer so then i I was like, you know, I have time now. So I started writing a book and I called it Drone Kings and it's got a Secret Service protagonist in, in it. And uh, I had an agent. My agent quit the industry. Uh, we we started submitting. Here's a crazy thing. Started submitting it to publishers right around uh, the beginning of COVID and got some really good feedback. Got a yes from a publisher and I turned down the deal because of the terms. And then I got a bunch of no's. And then, I mean, and then my agent. And then my agent, my agent quit the, quit the industry completely. And then I was like, okay, what do I do now? Um, so I ended up submitting it to some, uh, the Clive Cluster adventure writers competition. Cause we talked to Boyd Morrison and doing some background information on Boyd Morrison, who was writing the Oregon files for the Clive Cluster uh, franchise. And, uh, they selected it as a, as the grandmaster winner out of uh, during the competition. So Maybe awesome, it'll get dude. published, or yeah, maybe it'll be exciting, like be yeah. like be like so many yeah, first novels of you know Don's and 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 Marks and Megs that just ends up in a drawer, and I write the next one. But who would be my uh, my brother? He was an actor, so he could play. Oh, there you go. Yeah. He could play the the character. They could boss him around on the set now too. But my answer is kind of a quirky one. It's uh, Joe Mangi, and I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but Joe Mangianello. Um, he's yeah. married to Sophia Vergara. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Amateur he, hour. He would actually, I didn't, I didn't picture him when I wrote it, but after I wrote it and then saw him in an interview, I was like, he would make a very, very good. Uh, yeah. Protagonist. Hmm. Let's see. Well, um, I, I'm now shopping for agents uh, with a um, medical mystery suspense. Uh, um and uh, let's see who I think Margot Robbie is, is who I have in mind uh, oh, wow. in terms of the way physically she looks and kind of some of the characteristics. I think that I kind of had that in my head, but like someone was telling me, don't ever put that in your head because yeah, <laughs> it doesn't happen. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I think well, Mark, I wonder, you, Mark, Mark, you actually have actors now. So did, when you were asked those questions, did you pick those actors for the story? No, because I mean, I, I first, my first book first got optioned in 2009. So, uh, 
you know, there's been generations of actors right. <laughs> that, yeah. that have come along the pike, you know. Guys have retired. <laughs> yeah, guys have retired. Um, guys that couldn't, you know, jump over a car now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they couldn't even get a stuntman to look enough like them to jump over a car. I guess. I see you, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could all answer Nick Cage, right? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why not? Do you guys do you guys enjoy the lightning quite and we, we do that lightning round? Do you guys enjoy yeah. that? Because it's really sure. just stupid silliness. It's, it's just fun. No, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what most supposedly serious author interviews don't get around to. So it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. We see the new authors who have come on for the very first time and, and sometimes even the debuts and they just look at us in this deer in the headlights. Like yeah. they did not tell me this was going to be part of the interview process. You know, you, you, know, guys, you guys asked me once you said who the lightning round question, who's the best Canadian rock trio. And I was yeah. thinking that's the dumbest question. I mean, it's like, of course I'm going to say rush. So, but I was trying to outthink you guys. And I was like, you know, I'm a big triumph fan. And, uh, and then I came off looking like an idiot. Cause of course he is rush, but I, it's like, I thought it was a trick question. No, well, to your point, we, we don't care if somebody gets our inside jokes. It's like, yeah. what, yeah. I, I have a thing for the show Archer on FX. And the reason I like that show is because he doesn't care if 99% of the people watching that show get the joke he's making, because it's funny to him. <laughs> the story behind that is Simone Gervais was on and we asked him his favorite Canadian rock band because he's Canadian and he couldn't think of anybody. <laughs> not a single one. No, not a single one. So we told him to answer Rush and he thought we were messing with him. So he wasn't, he was afraid to answer that. So finally he did answer it. And he's, and so he, that, but he did say we would he's like you guys will like edit that and cut it we're like yes sure and, that, and i put <laughs> it in the, and i totally i did the whole whole outro <laughs> with the rush theme and everything but we love so i think one, one of the things about the lighting around that i that i think has been sort of a, a unexpected gift to the show is that we get people when you ask them those questions, yeah, they're silly. And yeah, but what happens is sometimes you get a really thoughtful answer to a really silly question mm. and you get to see a part of the author that they don't get to expose answering their book question. And, um, and we've had a couple lightning round questions that we were like, damn, I didn't like expect Mindy that. <laughs> That's the best Mindy, show. Let's Mindy highlight was sharp as it was sharp as a knife. I mean, well, she's super smart. Yeah. yeah. We love her, but she turned us down. She didn't want to come on the show. She's like the hundredth show. No, I'm not coming. Out. Who's that? <laughs> no. No, no, she didn't. I'm joking. Completely joking. She did not. No. She did not say that. But anyway, we 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 know you all are busy, and yeah. we we are grateful for the time you spent with us. We're grateful for every time you come on the show and for writing the books that you write because they yeah. inspire us. Um, no joke. Every time any of you guys, if I hear one of your books coming out. It, I get le legitimately excited, and I know my my brother co-host do as well. Yeah, for we're, sure. We're fans first, fans first and foremost. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. and thank you to uh, David Brown for. Yeah, and we 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 we, we, we couldn't have had any success without you guys saying yes to doing this in the first yeah. place. And so, thank you to the authors, to you all, and the, and the other authors who have come on the show, and thanks to David for coming up with this crazy notion and. Uh, None of this would have happened. And I'm not sure where we would be at with podcasts in terms of marketing um, if we hadn't maybe gotten that spark of an idea and, and, and you guys uh, agreeing to come on. So thanks again for everything. Of course. I hope you'll have us back for your 200. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. That's what that's what we do. The, the we do the release of all the backstory stuff that I do record, but I don't <laughs> put on the actual show. So we're not recording. We're no, going to go to the highest bidder right after the go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. Yeah, see yeah, great seeing everybody. Great Congratulations. One hundred. All right, boys. Hey, we had a fantastic time with some of our favorite authors on and what a treat to be able to talk to them um, in their busy schedules. And so, um, you know, to two of my best friends and uh, two plus years now into it, we're really starting to hit our stride, it seems like. So 100th episode. That. So, Cheers, brothers. Salute. Salute. Thanks to all the viewers. Mm, big wind up. Mm. Get up. Get off my